The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister And the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We are in the midst of a series based upon the book Christian Healing by Charles Fillmore. And the title of this series is Christian Healing. It is my way of helping the larger community, the online community, have a step-by-step outline of how to work with the book Christian Healing. More importantly, to get the fundamental principles of spiritual healing, because once we understand how the mind works, once we understand our own innate spiritual wholeness, our oneness with God, etc., it will help us live better lives, a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Therefore, understanding and working with these fundamental principles uh, matters a lot because our very lives literally depend on them. You know, you know, in other words, we can live life at an average marginal level or we can live exceptional lives. And it all depends on our consciousness, our awareness of being, our paradigm, our context, the way we see life through our thoughts, feelings and beliefs. Therefore, the transformation of consciousness is what it's all about. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote in the the epistle to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Therefore, we're going to get into the book. And before we do, because the chapter I'm working with today is Lesson 7, Spirituality or Prayer and Praise. And I think it's very important to set some some ground rules or some fundamentals before we get into the chapter. This is one of the heavier chapters in the book because he does a lot of metaphysical Bible interpretation uh, that if really drilled down on, this one chapter could be a whole 12-week series because he goes into the Old Testament uh, the sons of Jacob, paralleling them to Jesus's uh, 12 disciples, etc. And um, he obviously does a great job and it's very detailed as 
most of Charles Fillmore's works are. But before we get into that, I want to read a, a definition, which we'll bump into again, part of it in Christian healing on praise in the metaphysical excuse me, not the metaphysical Bible dictionary, in the revealing word. If you have a revealing word, it's on page 152. And obviously the majority of the people listen to this show via podcast. So make sure that you have your tools. Every um, good student of metaphysics, in my opinion, in new thought metaphysics, especially in the brand out uh, of metaphysics that, uh, you know, have been taught, were taught by, uh, the Unity Writers and UFBL, because Reverend Coleman came out of Unity, Universal Foundation for Better Living, we still teach the core New Thought Christian metaphysics, Unity metaphysics that she learned there. Anyway, so every good metaphysical student needs a metaphysical Bible dictionary and the revealing word, period. If you want to do some really good work and studying, besides having your books, you need your tools. Anyway, on page 152, uh, Mr. Fillmore writes that praise, the quality of mind that eulogizes the good, one of the avenues to which spirituality expresses. So this definition, I believe, is in Christian healing. The point of it, of me reading it at this point is to realize that when we praise, that means we're promoting, we're eulogizing, we're speaking about the good, and as we speak about the good, we enhance it. So in the context of health, when you start affirming, speaking about, praying about, meditating about your wholeness, you expand it. You expand an awareness of it, sort of like um, uh, in the uh, in the book of Chronicles when it says, uh, Jabez asked the Lord God to enlarge my territory. Enlarge my consciousness, enlarge my awareness of being, my awareness of good. And it goes on to say, the purpose of praise is to awaken our, in ourselves a higher realization of the omnipresence and power of God. So, so why do we praise? The purpose is to awaken in ourselves. It's not an ego trip for God. You know, in other words, let me see how many ways I can tell God that God is good. And most of the time in our concept of God, we think of some uh, superhuman male, which is, in my opinion, erroneous. But go, getting back to my point, awaken in ourselves a higher realization. With that thinking and feeling, realization, thinking and feeling coming together, making it real. The realization that which precedes manifestation of the omnipresence and power of God, that God is the one presence and one power. And the more we praise, the more we realize that. It's, again, it's not an ego trip for God where we just start, you know, saying a bunch of Latin words or Hebrew words or Greek words or really great English words or whatever your language is. You know, I mean, because we can become very flowery. With our praise of God, without realizing what it's for, it's not to change God; it's to change us in the way we think. When I say us and God, obviously, I don't believe that there's in truth a, a, a Galen and a God is God expressing as Galen. But God, Galen is a personality, is what I'm talking about, and your name is a personality working with the divine within you, above you, beneath you, before you, behind you, interpenetrating you, you realize that you're connected to one with this universal divine intent that we call God, then when you praise, you're lifting your consciousness to an awareness of that. And the more you have an awareness of who you are in God, the more of it expresses in and through your life. So, Mr. Fillmore actually says prayer and praise change man, not God. The mental attitude that praise sets up stimulates, quickens, whirls into action, and finally establishes in character the ideals of which they are the vehicle. So in other words, the praise stimulates the mind. 
The praise quickens our latent spiritual gifts. The praise and the prayer whirls into action. It creates mind action. One of the definitions for prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known. That's actually on the same page, 152 under prayer. So when we stimulate, when we activate, when we start to work with, we speed up in consciousness that which might take six months, six years, can happen in six minutes or six seconds. Because we have stimulated, we have quickened, we have whirled into action, and we've established firmly in mind the ideal. That counts. Mr. Fillmore goes on to say, through an inherent law of mind action, we increase whatever we praise. We increase whatever we praise. Praise to an extent is putting your attention and speaking about something over and over again. Some people, and I'm using this in quotation marks, praise negativity. Can't wait to talk about all the things that are wrong in their lives and their bodies on the news with the government, etc. But what you see is that old R&B song from the 70s used to say, is what you get. And if the mind stays stuck on that only, and I'm not saying that when situations or problems present themselves that we're not to address them. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if facts are there and through your realization of truth is not eradicated, then you don't address it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that your understanding of truth won't lead you to actually take physical action to handle something. What I am saying is let us be mindful that we're not allowing our minds to be dominated with negative reports and then allow worry to be what we utilize as our quote unquote praise. In other words, our minds are stuck on it. Our feelings are always in it. Our words are always uh, on it. Our attention is always looking for it. Instead of my mind is on health, my feelings are on health. I'm speaking about health. My attention is looking for examples of health and energy and vitality, strength and vigor. That's what it's about. I want you to get the gist of the Christian healing chapter, not, okay, let's go word for word. Now, what did he mean on this paragraph? And what did he mean on that paragraph? You read the material. I'm here to just assist you. But the divine teacher is within you always. And you have to know that. But you have to become acquainted with that aspect of yourself by going back to the inner classroom to the inner teacher, to the inner counselor, to work with that which you are contemplating. So as you read, study, and contemplate, pray, and meditate on that which you are working with, that becomes your praise. Why? Because you are stimulating your mind. You're quickening your mind. You're whirling into action. You're trying to to establish these new ideas firmly in your consciousness. It goes on to say in the same paragraph, one can praise a weak body into strength, a fearful heart into peace and trust, shattered nerves into poise and power, a failing business into prosperity and success, want and insufficiency into supply and support. So Fillmore is saying, start lifting up in your mind that which you want to see. That's the key. Start lifting up in mind that which you want to see. You want to see it in expression, start lifting it up in your mind. You have to do the mental projection before you ever do the physical projection. All right, one last part on praise, and I want to cover prayer, and then I'm going to get into Christian healing book. 
He states, we make practical application of the law of praise by giving thanks always for all things, recognizing that to them that love God, all things work together for good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. So we praise for the lesson, even when we don't like it. Reverend Coleman used to be a stickler for telling people, call it good. Call it good. How can I call this hospital experience good? How can I call losing my job good? How can I call my spouse uh, leaving me good? Because she knew the inherent power of the mind. If your mind gets stuck on the negativity, on the problem, on the issues, on the appearances, it, it, it will grab it like a vice grip and won't let it go. But the unfortunate problem is that what you praise, you raise. That what you praise, you enhance. So when your mind is stuck on that which you don't desire and it stays there and and you don't exercise, we don't exercise the dominion of our minds, what ends up happening is divine law continues to reproduce the same results over and over again. So call it good, get the lesson, then the blessing, and move on. Sometimes in a situation and circumstance, that's all it is. Let me get my lesson. Let me get my blessings from the lesson and move on. This situation did not come to harm me. You did not come to harm me. You might have meant it for evil, as as, uh, Joseph said, but God meant it for good. Does not mean that God wanted Joseph or you to go through these trials and tribulations. Doesn't mean that God was testing Joseph or testing you. The issue is you get to call it. You get to name it what it is for you. You give it meaning only. Only. No one can create meaning for you. Now, you can accept somebody else's meaning. And make it your life and live from that meaning. But nobody can create it for you. You give meaning or accept the meaning that somebody gave you and make it your own, which is still you giving something meaning. And when you understand that, you understand how to work with praise and prayer. What am I giving meaning to? What's getting my attention? Because what's getting my attention is getting my power. What's getting, whatever is getting my attention is getting my power. Whatever is getting my attention is getting my power. There's no other way to say it. So, that does not mean that you don't face facts, but it does mean that you face the facts with the truth of who you are and the truth of who God is in you, through you, as you. So what does that look like practically? Thanking God for everything you think works right now. Here's a practical step. Every morning or every evening, or both, write down as many things you can uh, 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 that you can be thankful for down to the most minute thing. Thank you, God, this coffee maker works, and I'm drinking delicious coffee. Thank you, God, for the clothes on my back. Thank you, God, that the toes work. Thank you, God, that I woke up in my right mind. Thank you, God, for the ability to get to and fro, whether that's in a car, on a bus, on a train, or a bike, or the two legs that you're blessed with, or somebody coming to get you. If it's if you don't have mobility, thank God for the stuff, parts of your body that do work. Thank God for the money that you do have, even if it's not enough that you think to take care of your responsibilities. Just start thanking God. Thank God for the for parents, even or those who raised you, even if they were uh, problematic in your opinion because they did a, a good enough job to get you to adulthood to, so now you can take care of yourself. Somebody had to feed you. Somebody had to change you. Somebody had to dress you. Somebody had to keep you warm. Thank you, God. 
So it's time for our first break. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought fear or belief is keeping you from being happy let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become let go of the past release regret and resentment and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve this moment of inspiration was brought to you by reverends richard mirage and richard rogers hosts of spiritual r&r for more spiritual insight Join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're studying the book Christian Healing, and I'm going to quickly go into prayer, and then we're going to go into uh, the book Christian Healing. The chapter is on spirituality, prayer, or praise. And the reason why I'm taking so much time on the front end of this is I want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to have a foundation. Use your tools to make sure that you are contemplating, uh, praising, lifting up, higher thoughts, higher ideals, higher concepts so you can work with these principles and express the life that you desire. Before we get into this, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely have received, please freely give. Go to unity.fm, click on the donate button, and help support this online ministry, whether you're listening live or later via podcast. Also, I want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you're on Facebook, please find the show, search it for it, like it, share it with others, comment on the page. You can leave me inbox messages or messages right on the page. It's the, really the quickest way to get in contact with me. So, you know, or, you know, whatever you want to do, uh, you know, far as if you have a concept that you need some drill down on, et cetera, I'm not, you know, be exhaustive and take 
three hours explaining a subject. But if you have a basic question, um, I can, you know, hopefully help you and then point you in the right direction to where you can actually do more studying, more work. Because, again, remember, the teacher, the counselor, the class is on the inside. I'm just here to help direct that process. It's like Bruce Lee said, enter the dragon to the little boy when you're trying to teach him how to kick. And he said, it's like a finger pointing at the moon. If you concentrate on the finger, you miss all the heavenly glory. So don't concentrate on the teacher. Concentrate on what the teacher is talking about. That's the key. Don't get wrapped up in the, in the package. Open the package and see what's on the inside. What's on the inside is every true spiritual teacher, minister, guru, priest, monk, rabbi, imam, etc. is teaching people how to connect, consciously connect with whatever their understanding and concept of God is. And my job as a new thought minister a new thought Christian minister is to help you realize that yes, God is on that presence, but your point of conscious awareness and contact is within your own soul, that there's a spirit in you, the spirit, which is the individualized expression of God, your true, you, your true nature, that which existed before you, before you had a gender, before you had an ethnic background before you had a family, before you had any of the things you consider tied to your personality, who you think you are. There is the true you, as Jeremiah chapter one, verse five says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. All right. To prayer on page 152. And this is a long definition, so we're not going to read all of it. But I just wanted to work with this and one extra definition on page 154. Prayer, communion with, between God and man. This communion takes place in the innermost part of man's being. It is the only way to cleanse and perfect the consciousness and permanently heal the body. So Fillmore believed that through the exercise of prayer, you cleanse the consciousness. And through the cleansing of the consciousness, I, you actually heal the body because as within, so without. Again, we bump into this definition. Prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known. And every time I read this definition, this lets me, you know, I always ask myself the question, if prayer is highly accelerated mind action, that means there must be a regular mind action. That must mean that it is a slow mind action. So my average thinking or my below average thinking uh, gets slow results. But as I pray, as I tune, as I speed up my mental vibration impulse, because thought is mental vibration or impulse, I'm actually accelerating. I'm actually uh, creating a hyperactivity in the mind to reproduce at a higher, quicker, or immediate rate the result I desire. It says it steps up mental action. Again, steps up means that it's been is being accelerated. It steps up mental action until man's consciousness synchronizes with the Christ mind. So my everyday thinking harmonizes or synchronizes with the Christ consciousness, the kingdom of God consciousness, this super conscious awareness. It says it is the language of spirituality. So if you want to work with your spirituality, the way you do that is through prayer. When developed, it makes man master in the realm of creative ideas. So when you want to know how to really work with ideas, you have to develop and cultivate your prayer life, your meditation life, your being still life. All right. He goes on to say prayer is more than supplication. It is an affirmation of truth that eternally exists, but which has not yet come into consciousness. It comes into consciousness not by supplication, but by affirmation. So we affirm what is true, calling those things that be not as though they were. All right. So I'm not I'm I'm not going to stay with this definition because that definition is three shows. But I do want to read one more thing, which is on page 154. And then we're going to open the book. I know you can't wait for the book to be opened. Prayer for health. 
this prayer is the is the one most quickly answered because natural laws that create and sustain the body are really divine laws. When man silently asks for the intervention of spirit and restoring health, he is calling into increased activity the natural forces of the body. Through prayer, the mind is renewed and the body transformed. So when you're praying for health, you're actually praying that your body gets back into alignment with the way it was naturally created to work. So when you are working with prayer, you are calling forth the increased activity of what already works, how your body was already created to function. We were created with a body that works. And you can say, well, I was, you know, I was born with an illness. I was born with a whatever. But within your innate, within you is an innate wholeness that can be manifested. Now, does that mean that it will be? I can't say. It's a lot of variables that go along with that, which we call consciousness. What I can say is this with strong conviction. If there's anyone who has ever been healed through prayer, then it is possible that everyone can. Or it's not a principle. If anyone has ever been healed through prayer. Now, let me be clear about something. When I say healed through prayer, it does not mean that we're asking Big Daddy God up there to remove the yoke. What I'm saying is, and more importantly, what our faith tradition is saying is when the mind, when the consciousness, when the awareness of being has a great enough awareness of the wholeness of God expressing as us that which we call Radiant health will express through what used to be considered disease, disease, pain, error that is manifesting in the body. That's what I am saying. If anyone has ever been healed, ever, then it's possible. I'm not saying probable. I'm not even saying likely. Because, again, there's too many variables that go along with consciousness. But if this is a universe that is governed by any level of divine law, if anyone in the history of this universe has ever been healed through prayer, ever been healed through visualization, ever been healed through affirmations and declarations, ever been healed through meditation and sitting in the silence, ever been healed through the process of healing meetings and services, whether it's new thought or the evangelical faith healer, ever been healed is possible for everyone and anyone to be healed. Let that land. It's possible. That's all you got to just work with. Because sometimes you can't say, I know I can do it. But you can say in your mind, it's possible. It's possible that I can overcome this. It's possible that I can transform this. It's possible I don't have to be in pain anymore. It's possible that I can have the prosperity I need to live the life I desire and take care of my family. It's possible that I can have the job I desire. It's possible that I can have the business that I've been wanting to start for years. It's possible that my marriage can be transformed and and be harmonious and in divine order. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And sometimes that's what you hold on to until you can get to knowing it's possible. All right. So get into the book. And he he does a lot of stuff at the beginning of this chapter with the 12 powers and the concepts and all of that other stuff where he talks about um, the 
children of Jacob, Leah, and and etc. And he covers a lot of heavy stuff, which I'm not going to get into. And because some of the stuff, as far as the twelve powers of man is concerned, I did a whole series on that called the, uh, "How to Use Your Twelve Gifts from God." So I don't think that it's necessary for me to do that again. One of the subjects that I do want to deal with is on page seventy-five, uh, where he goes forth and he starts talking about the energy, the spiritual energy that that accumulates at the crown of the head. Um, he states that the very apex of the brain is a ganglionic center, which we may term the throne of reverence or spirituality. It is here that man holds converse with the knowledge of divine mind. This center is the place or upper room of spiritual consciousness and is designated in scripture as Judah. Its office is to pray and praise. The Judah faculty opens the portal of that mysterious realm called superconsciousness where thought is impregnated with uplifting, transcendent quality. Every lofty ideal, all the inspiration that elevates and idealizes in religion, poetry, art, and and art originate here. It is the kingdom of the true and real in all things. Let's stop there. Many mystical faith traditions teach that at the crown of the head or above the crown of the head, etc., there is an activity of spirituality. Charles Fillmore called it the Christ mind or the superconscious mind, or as as he's calling it spirituality or the Judah and some aspects. In the 12 power system with the New Testament, it's the Christ, I am, Christ mind, and then the 12 faculties that function through the body. In the Hindu metaphysical system of the seven chakras the crown chakra is at the crown of the head that's that's the apex through which universal energy intelligence and power flow through your being when you go through some of the ancient um daoist and buddhist methods with the uh qigong energy qigong qigong or yes qigong is the proper pronunciation people say qigong but qigong um, the breathing meditations, the energy comes in through the crown of the head, uh, goes out, go, etc. It's so many teachings that teach the exact same thing. When you read, not read, when you look at ancient pictures of saints, they normally have a halo over the crown of the head. That was to designate holiness. You know, so you would see a picture of an angel or a picture of of someone that was considered quote unquote revered as a saint by these by the early Christian church followers. And many times those pictures have people with halos over their heads. Again, indicating spirituality, indicating wholeness, indicating purity, indicating divine, indicating wholeness, indicating uh, the the innate spirituality and representation of God. It's been shown everywhere. Mr. Fillmore talks about it in the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary under page 373. And he says that that in this concept of at the apex of the brain, he says that one of the, excuse me, says, this is one of the foundation faculties of mind. It is that consciousness which relates man directly with the father mind. It is quickened and enlarged through prayer and all other forms of religious thought and worship. So in other words, as you pray and you do your religious thought and worship, you expand this superconscious awareness within you. You become more aware of it. He says, he goes on to write, when we pray, we look up from within, not because God is off in the sky, but because the spiritual center in the top of the head becomes active and our attention is naturally drawn to it. So our attention is drawn up and we think it's up there somewhere, but it's actually bringing our attention up because of the activity at the crown of the head. And again, this isn't something that just 
Charles Fillmore taught many mystical traditions, more than I can cover today. I just gave a few examples teach about the innate spirituality of humanity expressing through the crown of the head. Uh, so anyway, I'm not even giving anybody an opportunity to ask questions. We only have one more segment for the show. So let me give you the number, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We've come up to our last break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Uh, wait a minute. It looks like we won't be right, right back. Let's see here. Uh, okay, it looks like we're not ready for the break just yet. Um, I think we are. We're good? All right. You're taking me out like that. state of change, a period of transition, perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life, you can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymolander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.net. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're wrapping up today's session on Christian healing. And I was reading some material from the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary just to help understand the concept of praise. I have one more thing I want to read from this, uh, from the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, page 373. Mr. Fillmore writes, one of 
One of the offices of the spiritual faculty is to gather ideas. Through it, man can draw from the universal mind God thoughts, that is, ideas absolutely true. Therefore, prayer is accumulative. It accumulates spiritual substance, life, intelligence, and everything else necessary to man's highest expression. When we pray in spiritual understanding, this highest realm of mind comes in touch with the universal and impersonal mind, and the mind of man is joined to the very mind of God. Thus, God answers our prayers and ideas, thoughts, words, which are translated into outer forms in due season. Now, you might say, well, I saw some of that or all of that in in um, the book. That's true, Christian healing. But I want you to read the rest of it because now you know that it's a lot of material on just this one thing. Uh, one concept, and that'll help expand your awareness of what you're working with. All right. So, page 76. Mr. Fillmore writes, prayer is natural to man and should be cultivated in order to round out his character. Okay, so as we pray, as we start to work with the ideas of divine mind, it helps develop our character because now we're building our consciousness on spiritual ideals instead of the shifting opinions of humanity. Back to the book. He goes on to say at the bottom of page 76 to pray, believing that prayer may or may not be answered at the will of God is to miss the mark. It is the law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as conceived. And I really work with that. I was reading the book last night before I went to sleep, and that sentence kept jumping off the page. It is a law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as conceived. Every idea is fulfilled. As soon as conceived. So what that was saying to me, and I I could be wrong because I'm still working with it because I've read this book several times, but that sentence just kept messing with me. It's saying that when I can conceive the healing, the healing is done. When I can conceive the prosperity, the prosperity is done. Now, what can I accept? What can I accept? Because it is a law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as it's as conceived. What can I accept that my healing can be instantaneous? Can I accept that my breakthrough is happening now? Can I accept that doors are opening as I come into a realization of that which I desire. That I don't even know the doors that are opening, so many are opening right now. To create a way for my demonstration. It is a law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as conceived. I ask myself, do my actions match up with this statement? I would say most of the time, no. I can't speak for you. Only you can answer that question for yourself. But if I really believed that It is a law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as conceived. Then my actions would correspond consistently to that concept or ideal. It made me have to reevaluate. Because I was taught by my master teacher the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, that God has already done all there is to do. She would say it all the time. God has done all there is to do. God's work is finished, is perfect, whole, and complete already. But my consciousness, 
But my awareness, my thinking could be on a whole different page. God has already done all there is to do. God has already done it. Mm. The creation is finished. The creation is finished. And it was called good and very good. Can I accept the good and very good in my life now? Hmm. So he goes on to say, quoting Jesus, all things whatsoever ye pray and ask for, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Jesus is saying the same thing. Pray that you already have it so you can have it. You have to pray that you have it already. Why? Because of the law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as it's conceived. He goes on to say, Faith, the faith, moreover, the faith implied is absolutely necessary to the unfailing answer to prayer. If we pray asking for future fulfillment, we form that kind of thought structure and consciousness, and our prayers are always waiting for that future fulfillment we have idealized. In other words, if we pray for it to happen later, then I, we, we've created a later consciousness. Instead of praying, that the breakthrough, the healing, the money, the peace of mind, the divine order, the joy, the love is now, right now, not later. God is not a later God. God is a right now God. I am, not I will be. I am that I am. Not I, not I'll be there eventually. We're waiting on God, and God is, as divine law or principle is, quote-unquote, in quotation marks, waiting for us because the movement is based upon our realization that it is a law of mind that every idea is fulfilled as soon as conceived. Jesus said, to paraphrase him, because it's not exact scripture in the Gospel of John, that, you know, that uh, people— is it not four months and then people go and harvest the fields? He says, but look, the fields are already white for the harvest. Pray that the father will send laborers to the field. What does that mean? That's a paraphrase. And that's the exact way he stated it in the gospel of John. The point that Jesus was saying is you're thinking in the concept or context of time. That I, that I plant, I wait for the harvest, I wait till the harvest is full, then I go plant. Jesus is saying that the idea and the harvest are one and the same. But can you, but pray that the Father will have laborers. In other words, people who can accept that they can get their harvest now. That they don't have to wait for the goodness of God. The goodness of God is here right now waiting for us to realize it. There's something to think about. Something to think about. So, see if I can cover one more thing because it's uh, page 80. And I know, again, it's a lot in this chapter, but I had some things I wanted to accomplish, and I've accomplished those things. So, I'm a, uh, in the famous words of Ice Cube, I have to say it was a good day. Now, <laughs> turn, turn the power of praise upon whatever you wish to increase. Give thanks that it is now fulfilling your ideal. The faithful law, faithfully observed, will reward you. You can praise yourself from weakness to strength, from ignorance to intelligence, from poverty to affluence, from sickness to health. Now, he's only saying, put your mind towards that which you desire to increase and keep it there. 
Keep the main thing the main thing. Don't get distracted off of your goal. Don't get distracted off of your good. Don't get distracted off of your healing. Don't get discouraged. Don't get depressed. Keep your mind stayed on that which you desire to be expressed. And know that through divine law, the moment you can conceive it, it is fulfilled. Take some affirmations, three from pages 82, 83, and 84. Find three that you can work with for the, until next week. Be ready by reading next week's chapter so we can rock and roll and keep working with this book so you can get your healing and your breakthroughs. Thank you. God bless you for listening, and we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought, fear, or belief is keeping you from being happy? Let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become. Let go of the past. Release regret and resentment, and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve. This moment of inspiration was brought to you by Reverends Richard Mirage and Richard Rogers, hosts of Spiritual R&R. For more spiritual insight, join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? 
Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 